You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. They are checking one, two, three. Yeah. I, I, I decided not to do it this time. I was like, I will I will not give in. Aww. Four, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Seven, eight, nine. Let's go. And we done. Okay. All right. Bye. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. I'm looking at all your little booties. Not like your butt, but like your shoes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My little and it just booties like, in my closet. Yeah, it just like makes me so happy. Or oh, that fall's coming. Yeah, I just love fall. Well, fall's <sighs> technically here. We're technically in fall. Yeah, just doesn't whatever. feel like it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm upset about it. Like I'm sad. I no. just love my summer. I love my summer vibes. I love my, you know, I didn't take lots of vacations this summer, which is really disappointing. But I just love the free spirit. That comes with summer and the sunshine, like how the sun like kisses me mm. and it kisses my skin and burns it and <laughs> makes me tan. <laughs> You're like, that just makes me feel great. <laughs> it's like the best kiss I've ever had. <laughs> it's so funny because like Eric will tell me, he'll be like, Krista, I could tell you, you know, you're beautiful, you're awesome, you know, all these great things about you, and, like, you'll be, like, yeah, like, yeah, you'll smile and say thank you, but, like, if I tell you that you're tan, your whole face lights up. Yeah, it's and the it's best just, compliment. Yes, and I was like, yes, because, like, being tan just makes me feel so good. Like, yeah. I just feel like my best self when I'm tan. Exactly. Like, <laughs> especially, like, the two best compliments you can ever give me is... Alexis, your hair looks longer, and Alexis, <laughs> you look so tan. Like All that's these, it. Like, superficial things. Yeah, like you are now my best friend. Okay, great. I can trust you. You're high on my list now. <laughs> exactly. Like, but now that fall's coming, it's like, ugh, the sun is not gonna kiss me anymore. Right. I'm not gonna have my summer vibes. I mean, I love my like fall winter outfits. I mean, I know how to dress in fall and winter, but I know how to not dress in summer because you barely wear clothes you know what i'm saying <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> so that's really the reason why you like summer i'm just kidding no it's just kind of like yeah i need to do like a full sweep i was just telling you yeah full sweep of my closet mm-hmm. get everything out and then go shopping yeah i was gonna say for those of you that don't know which is gonna be most of you um <laughs> her closet looks as if you just walked into like a retail store and it's like all wooden um Hangers, mm-hmm. they're all like organized by from yep. lightest color to darkest color. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so you'll start for white mm-hmm. and then work your way up to black clothes, yep. and then it's all organized into like short sleeves, tight long sleeves, mm-hmm. and then like puffy jackets to really puffy jackets, and then like dresses, spaghetti, like strapless dresses mm-hmm. to um, long dresses to long sleeve dresses, and then yeah. So it's all color coded and then the booties are even color coded mm-hmm. from white to black booties and then yeah, so it's just great. Yeah, I think the messiest thing in her closet is just the basket of um <laughs> purses. Like wallets and purses that she has. And the only reason why it's messy is because you can't really organize it in there. It's yeah. just like it's just there. Yeah. 
my dream is to have even more of a bigger closet so I can organize my purses and have to like day. what outfits go with what, like the aesthetic of As the say, theme. I say Alexis is very much like, um, is it aesthetically pleasing? If it's not aesthetically <laughs> pleasing to I don't my eye, I don't want it. <laughs> that is Alexis in a nutshell. <laughs> Pretty much. Just tell me that I have great hair, um, I look tan, and that everything's aesthetically pleasing. You so know, that's it. <laughs> okay. This is so funny because, like, and you can cut this part out, but, like, it's so funny that we're sitting here saying it. And then, like, earlier in the podcast, like, in our podcast, we were like, <laughs> we only get compliments on the way that we look. We never get compliments <laughs> about, like, who we are. And that's just messed up. So we've we've uh, learned to prioritize, oh, yeah. like, the way we look. <laughs> <gasps> that is true. Wait, when did we talk about that? I think Feminine Series. Oh, yeah. No, definitely listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm more so saying because, like, it's still, like, hardwired in us. Like, we're still, like... Oh, yeah. that Those things are still very much important. But here's the thing, though. Here's the difference, I feel, is that we like it because, like, it exudes, like, a confidence for us. Not... You know what I mean? Not, like, because... I didn't say it makes me look better. I was like, it makes me feel better. Like, yeah, and an out in like an exterior way. Yeah. Like I feel really great inside, and it's showing in an exterior way. Like expressing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always feel my best self in the summer, just because I feel like this is more of a mindset thing. But I feel like I just feel more free to do things in yes. my summertime, and so I'm able to do more things that I want to do, and then it shows. Through, yeah. Through exterior. And I was saying, for me, like, I know that the whole tanning thing, like, I have been a person who has obviously tanned outside. I've tanned in, like, a tanning bed. I've tried, um, like, the self-tan lotion oh, things yeah, and the right. foam. And I get more satisfaction with being tanned from being outside. And I think it's because, like, I've been, like, in nature, and I've been enjoying myself outside. Yeah. and like well, I, vitamin I, D. Yeah, I mm-hmm. highly value that. <laughs> I love being outside it's when I can. Sunny D. You got to get that sunny D. That sunny D. Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> That's an orange. It's a but now thing. we're going into the fall time, which is fine. I know this yeah. might be controversial, what we're about to say. And it's fine. Everybody <laughs> loves the fall. I, it's just not my favorite. I mean, I appreciate it, but not my favorite. I know. Whatever. Don't get on to me. I yeah. don't want to get hated. I say, well, I feel some type of way over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love fall, but I really don't feel like there's a season that I necessarily hate. And here's the reason I love fall, and I know that it's different for other people and experiences, but I love fall because I I love the holidays. Like, I love yeah. mm-hmm. the feeling of you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas Christmas, and even Halloween and even Halloween, like just something to look forward to, to like be celebrated, I guess. Like, and there's so much to celebrate. Like there's things to do outside. Like you have fall festivals, you have, you know, there, there's more opportunities to go out and do things. You That's know I mean? true. Especially here in Texas, there's yeah. not really a lot to do, but with, you know, falls and holidays, we have a lot of events. Exactly. That- our town can hold sometimes, um, but I did, I'm glad you brought up the holidays because I was just about to bring that up because I do love the fact that 
even though fall is not my favorite, I love holidays. Like, I love Christmas. It is my favorite time of the year. Yeah. But then I also love, like, Halloween and, like, decorating and, and Thanksgiving and, like, having movie marathons. Yes. And watching, like, and your favorite yeah. classic shows and classic movies. Yes. You know, like, it's always so much fun. And I think that's why I wanted to get into what we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, especially now that we're heading into the fall and the holiday season, sometimes it can feel very lonely. Yes. And you get this sense of grief Mm -hmm. and sadness and heartbreak. Yeah. And because of, you know, previous years where you have felt that around the holiday season, I know for me, throughout my life, especially in my family, like, the worst times of our life was always during the holiday season, but yeah. I've always loved the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a love-hate relationship. Yes, exactly. And then also, like, especially these past three years, and I was just, you know, we're we're going to get vulnerable here because I think our what I've noticed in our audience, they always love us. They love the most episodes where we've been very vulnerable. Right. So um, we're going to get vulnerable here, but... Especially for me in the past three years, (laughs) this will be the first holiday season in the past three years where I'm not involved with my past relationship. Mm -hmm. Because in the past three years, we're together in some form, but definitely together all the time during the holiday season, especially Christmas. So every, for the past three years, me and him have always been together during Christmas time. Yeah. And in a couple of those years, I didn't know he was with somebody else, you know, and we've already expressed that in the early episodes. But I think, and I was just telling you this, Krista, is like, you, you go into a season where like, wow, like this is going to be the first time in years where like, there's no drama. There's nothing to worry about. Like, I'm okay. I'm happy. This is amazing. But then you you get this sense of, like, you get this feeling of sadness whenever you smell the smell in the air. Yeah. Like, you know how fall has this certain smell to it as it starts to cool down mm-hmm. and it's not as humid and hot anymore in Texas. Yeah. And so I start smelling that. And a couple of days ago, because it's starting to get cooler now, which is amazing well not amazing but like shocking um that's what i meant so um starting a cooler now here in texas and it always has a certain smell when it gets cooler Mm -hmm. and when i started smelling it i literally got like triggered back into like flashbacks yeah of um you know previous years and i got this sense of grief and this sense of sadness and i'm like but i'm happy like I feel really good. I've been feeling so good and I haven't thought about it in a very like long time yeah. and for a while. Absolutely. And it's just funny how like just one small little thing, a smell in the air, something that you see like a holiday decoration or a movie or something or even a word, mm-hmm. a word will be brought up. And it'll just fling you back. Yeah, it'll just <laughs> flash you back into that pain or yeah. sadness or grief or loneliness. And I feel like a lot of people feel that around this yeah. time and it's not talked mm-hmm. about as much. It yeah. really isn't. I say, I, I mean, there's even like movies about it. Like there's movies about people in the holiday season and they feel 
lonely, abandoned. They don't feel, they look around and they see all these other people, you know, happy and cheering and with their significant other or with like a group of friends and they're all, you know, having the best time of their lives. And then it's just them kind of sitting there. Yeah. And not... you're, and they're wondering like, but I, I'm, I'm fine. Like my life is good, yeah. but why do I feel so sad? Yeah. And I, but I mean, exterior, like on the exterior, my life looks great to other people. Yeah. But like internally, you're still struggling with, well, the trauma response to the past, you know, years whenever you were maybe with somebody or with family members, whomever, whatever the reason is, like, mm-hmm. it still feels like you're there because you're being reminded of it. Like that, yeah. that smell reminds you of that situation that word reminds you of that situation so like those things like and that's that's the crazy part to me is it's like it can literally like you said just be one small little thing that will just take you back and you're like whoa I didn't even know I was here anymore yeah and you're thinking that like you you, but I've been over it like I've been past it yeah but it seems like another deeper layer to it and I've come to for me I have come to an acceptance with that. Yeah. That those things are going to come up sometimes. I was going to say, I mean, not, I don't think that not thinking about a certain situation is like a sign that you've gotten past it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Because I know for like my situation in the past, like, that was because I had just like built up this wall and refused to think about it. Not because it was healed. You know what I mean? Like it's more of having this acceptance that like, because I did go through this horrible thing, unfortunately those consequences from that other person's actions are still going to come to me every once in a while. And you said something so interesting earlier because we talked, we were, we've been talking about this all morning. Yeah. Um, And so that's why we were kind of like, we need to talk about this. This needs to be talked about. But you said something earlier that like really resonated with me. And you're like, it's sad that when that person, like he messed up, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like he's the one who messed up, fucked up and did all these horrible things. Yeah. But I am getting the consequences. Yeah, you're of feeling it. those consequences. Like I'm feeling the consequences of his actions. Mm-hmm. And we're even talking some more of like it's like it's not me thinking like oh I'm not over him. That's not it. Yeah, that's not it. It's just you're feeling the residue of the trauma that has happened for the past three years. Mm-hmm. And like now that you're out of it, it feels like as if like whoa. Yeah. Like it's kind of like a house burn burned down into flames, mm-hmm. but the residue of the ashes is still in the air. Yeah. But it's over. Like it's over. It's done. It's not in flames anymore. It's not in flames anymore. The f- it's come to pass. The fire has been put out. The yeah. Fi- yeah. The fire has been put out, but the residue of the ashes are still in the air. The smell of it. Mm-hmm. You're still feeling it. Yeah. Even though you feel disconnected to the memory. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, and I think what brought it up for me is like, and I'll be just honest because I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Um, uh, I have been like, I still see the kids that I used to nanny. I'm not a nanny anymore because I have another job, but I still babysit from them from time to time. And 
when they were babies, now they have vocabulary now because they're like three and four. Um, but when they were baby babies, um, I would always say, you know, everyone has their lovey, you know, yeah. <laughs> their stuffed animal. I had a lovey when I was little. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned it in the earlier episodes. I really can't remember. Yeah. Did I? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I can't remember. But, um, so I, so every time they, they always had a lovey, like a, a bunny or a unicorn. Something that brought comfort to them. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, okay, here's your lovey, get your lovey. And I would always say it to Hazel, to our niece. And um, I was over there last night <laughs> with Scotty and Chasey, and they have a lot of stuffed animals. Yeah. Now, like a lot. And they sleep with all of them. They sleep with all <laughs> oh, of God, them. That's a lot. So, <laughs> so before bed, we, we started playing with their stuffed animals. And I haven't said that word in a very long time. <laughs> yeah. Um. It hasn't been in my vocabulary for a while. And um, because it was used. Because it was used in my past relationship at first in a in a form of love. Like an endearing term. Yeah. In a mm-hmm. form of love. You mean so much to me. It was it it was of great importance. Yeah. And he corrupted it. Right. <clears throat> and dehumanized that word. <laughs> while dehumanizing me and the other girl. And so, and he used that with the other girl that, you know, y'all cheated. Yeah, cheated on me with, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know the story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, and he just used that, so, and corrupted it. And so I haven't used it in a long time. So then I was over there playing with their stuffed animals. All three of us were just playing. And they're like, they just kept saying the word lovey. Yeah. All the time. And I'm like, and I've never heard them actually say it it's because I would always say it when they were babies. Right. But now that they have vocabulary, um, they just kept saying, Alexis, here's my new lovey. Alexis, here's lovey. Here's, lo-, you know, and just kept saying lovey, 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 lovey. <laughs> and kept freaking saying it constantly. And I was like, I was like, oh, who taught you that word? Yeah. And, and um, they're like, oh, wait and I'm like yeah because I know it wasn't mommy and daddy they don't use that word and they're like oh you did Alexis and I'm like yeah I did and then then once I leave once I leave um and I call Hazel because she was over here last night right and she was like Alexis I'm gonna introduce you to my new lovey I got a new lovey and I was like why is all of a sudden this word coming up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't heard this word in a long time. So it was just like those trigger words. Yeah. It's so, and that's the thing. It's so sad that that is my trigger word. But it is. It just is now because it was a word that meant so much to me as a little girl. Mm-hmm. And then it meant so much. Oh, my God. I'm getting emotional. No. <laughs> it meant so much to me. With the kids that I cared for and that I nannied and, like, loved on. And I'm glad that they have, like, a positive perspective on that word. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) Um, But for me, it's it's turned into, like, a negative perspective because of, like, everything that I went through. Yeah. And how it was used. And, like, I just feel like... Like, yes, I've been over it for a while, and I know I said in a few episodes ago that I'm not angry anymore, and I'm not mad. I finally feel good, and 
everything's great and I um and I still feel that way but I feel it was just another layer and level of like wow this is this this part of it though is gonna take a long time to get over yeah because that that was something that meant a lot and this person corrupted it and I'm feeling the pain of it and the grief of it from that word Mm -hmm. and I was explaining to you Krista that like it's weird because, like, you still feel the heartbreak of it, but the rebuilding of the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Like, we were talking about that. And it was like, oh, wow, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm still in the stage of rebuilding a mm-hmm. lot of belief systems that I was, that I have picked up on in those three years. Because, I mean, three years doesn't sound like a long time, but when it's, like, every day and now I'm... I feel like I'm reliving a lot of the same things that would happen. It's just, it's like, wow, it it did, it did, it did puncture a lot of things in my life that I didn't realize until now that I'm out of it. Yeah. And okay. So whenever, whenever you said like three years is not a long time, (laughs) it is. Um, And like, I I just want, because I, I don't know. I just want your mindset to not be like, oh, well, it wasn't a long time because it was. Because mm-hmm. that's, I'm doing the math right now. That was 1,095 days. Okay. So 26,280 hours God. of your life <clears throat> in constant worry, anxiety, uphill, downhill. Emotional roller coasters. Emotional coaster. roller coasters. Okay. That was 1,576. Oh, wait. What? One. Million five hundred seventy-six thousand eight hundred minutes. God. Okay, that is a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that is constant. Like it wasn't just like a, oh, you know, couple weeks here and then off and a couple. We- no, it was a constant mind fuck. <laughs> yeah, constant showing up at my place, constant texting, calling me, like seeing him on a weekly daily basis at the community that we were a part of it it was and then him showing up at my door getting on his knees crying like it was it was pretty traumatizing um just with the the games that were played and I think the 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 word like when people would ask me about it People don't ask me about it as often, but in the past couple months, people have been asking me. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, the the only two words I have to describe it is just it was dehumanizing in every way, and it was corrupt yeah. in every way. So dehumanizing and corruption is what Those happens. Yeah. And so, and if I'm not going to really go into it, Y'all can just go listen to it at the very beginning. But the reason why I bring it up is because I want to give some grace and kind of normalize that if you've especially been through similarities of what I've been through in a heartbreak, in a relationship, or any sort of trauma, it is normal to still feel the residue of everything that happened to you when it's not happening anymore. Yes, because, like, those those memories are still there. Like, you 
you can't just erase it. You know what I mean? So those memories are still there. Like I'm thinking back to, you know, kind of the metaphor that you, you were giving earlier. Like it, it literally was like your house was slowly burning for three years. Mm -hmm. Like it was three years of being, and I'm not saying it was all terrible, but three years of being in a constant trauma state. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a long time. Yeah. And then it's like you kind of just recently have finally been out of that house and you're just, you were just kind of like looking at all the, you know, ashes from it and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of in disbelief. And it was a grief. Like it is a grieving process of like, holy cow, my house just burned down in flames. Like, and it was a slow burn and I can't believe that happened. You know what I mean? So it's like this shock Mm -hmm. and now, and I'm not saying, and I'm not saying it's been like piece by piece because you've kind of been doing all of these things at once. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, sure. you're like, I'm still like trying to like lay that foundation to rebuild my house, like mm-hmm. to my own house, my own house. Exactly. And so that's where I feel like the process has been like, but you still, even, even when you do finally rebuild your house and that house is going to take forever. Like, I don't know what that looks like, but there's still going to be that memory of what happened there. Like, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think my favorite, one of my favorite things that my mentor says is, um, she's always saying like your heart genuinely holds memories. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and that's why trauma in the body, it's so real. Mm -hmm. Like your body will actually feel things physically to the day that it happened. Yep. And (laughs) I am feeling that. And I'm like, no, but I'm fine. Like truly like logically, everything else about me like I feel great I am happy yeah I think where the grief is coming from though it's not the grief of him yeah it's not the grief of the relationship ending that's not what I'm talking about I've already been through that grief and accepted it and gotten over it like I've already healed from that grief I'm talking about this is the first time in the past couple days that I've been thinking about it this is the first time where I've looked at Alexis three years ago. Mm -hmm. I've looked at Alexis two years ago and even Alexis one year ago. And I'm like, wow, like I feel sad for her. Mm -hmm. I cannot believe she went through that. Yeah. And it it was just more like, it's more of grieving. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. It it hurts. Like, she really went through a lot of pain, and I'm feeling it. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels like I'm talking about a different person. Yeah. Like, I I feel connected to her, but I don't feel connected to her. It's, like, a weird thing. Yeah. And, like, like, we were listening to a song. (laughs) (laughs) We were listening to a song, and one of the lyrics said, I will never be that naive ever again. Because three years ago, I was so naive. Yeah. In what was going on. Right. Yes. And, this is, okay, this is where I feel like it gets weird because I I want to say, like, yes and no. Because I feel like there was such a great um, manipulation there, too, yeah. that it's kind of hard to sit there and say, well, Alexis, you were just naive. You should have seen it. We all, we all saw it because that's not true. Yeah. Nobody else saw it. You know what I mean? Like that's Mm -hmm. not true. So I feel like there has to be a lot of grace for yourself there too, because Mm -hmm. it wasn't just you being naive or refusing to look at the signs. Like it genuinely, you you were looking at the situation you were in the situation and 
it felt because of the manipulation, like nothing fell off because it was like a switch where this person was a certain way with you. And and it was hard to fathom that Mm -hmm. they were completely different somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, well, it it literally borderline split personality. That's how bad it was. Because it was like so believable. Like there wasn't like, Oh, honey, red flags. You know what I mean? Like, that wasn't the case. Like, it was very believable. So, I mean, because it was so manipulative. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, and that's why I want to bring it up because, like, it's the heartbreak. There's so much rebuilding in a heartbreak. Yes, absolutely. And there's a different type of grief where you finally take a look at, like, whoa. Yeah, I actually went through that. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm out of it, now that I have a clear head... I can finally see myself in a different way. Yeah. And like without being angry. Like yeah. really. I just I just feel like the pain of it. Right. And the sadness towards her, if that makes sense. Yeah, but I feel like here's a here's the thing that's crazy in my head is that like all of this realization about like kind of where you're at right now all stemmed from a smell and a word. I know. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like how many people have similar um, responses to a certain smell, a certain word, a certain activity that are trauma responses, but they completely ignore it? Yeah. They're like, oh, whatever. Just get what? over it. In denial. Shut down. In denial. Like, mm-hmm. Or even like for me, like whenever I had gone through that experience with my ex, I literally somehow, I don't know how I did it, <laughs> but somehow I like forced myself to kind of forget. Like I, I, yeah. I made myself believe that it wasn't actually true. So, Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was like my way of protecting myself. But then I would have like similar things. I could have feelings and weird things, but I didn't know what was happening. I was like, Oh, it's just a weird day or it's just a weird feeling. Or I would react from, you know, me feeling weird. And I had no clue why, because I wasn't aware. I wasn't, I refused to be aware. So I'm just thinking about like how beautiful it is that even though it's hard, it's helping you become more aware about like kind of where you are at emotionally, you know, about that three year trauma, trauma that yeah, without you being in the trauma, without being in it. Yeah. You are, you are just like, like you said, like you're more of like a spectator now. You're not yeah. in it. You're like, I'm literally feel like I'm looking at that Alexis from a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Like mm-hmm. not that you are that Alexis, I'm looking at her and right. I just feel so much, you know, Compassion. Compassion and grace and love and, you know, sadness for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it did her. It did it. What she went through actually is valid in everything, how she acted and how she reacted and how those nights where she would cry and, you know, have all those doubts and whys and questions. It was so valid. Yeah. And to see it from a standpoint now of like, oh, I, I would... I remember being that girl crying at night, like, you you are valid and not believing that mm-hmm. I was valid, but saying it over my heart. Yeah. And now I'm finally that girl who actually believes, no, you were valid in yeah. everything, how you reacted, everything that you said, like, it, it makes sense. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm thinking about, like, the root of it and the root of, like, that whole situation and, honestly, any woman man who's ever been cheated on like the root of it is that broken trust and so here's my thing is is so many people have been cheated on you know maybe once 
And yes, that still breaks trust. But if you are constantly being manipulated and cheated on for days, months, (laughs) years, it really fucks you up Mm -hmm. inside when it comes to trusting other people. It is so hard to move through life not knowing whether the person that you're talking to, the person that you have, you know, whether it's a friendship or a romantic relationship or even just like a coworker, whatever it is, like it is so hard to go through the rest of your life and you're just kind of sitting there wondering like, is this really you or is this just like, yeah. Are you really telling me the truth? Yeah. And and you have those questions because especially if you've gone through, you know, trauma for three years of, I don't know whether this person is like, you know, personality A or personality B. I don't know which one they're going to be today. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to go through life and trust other people. Like you always have, those trauma responses because if somebody even says something that's very similar to what that ex said or what that family member said you are instantly shot back to them in that argument yeah yes for sure and that's the thing like sometimes like people people have gone through it longer some people Mm -hmm. probably went through it for five ten years 15 20 years like people like and that's the thing like the judgments of others saying like Making opinions, making statements over somebody else's story and what they lived through. It's so ignorant. It is so ignorant to say. And, like, I know I put my story on a platform in four episodes. But there was still (laughs) so much that I left out out of respect for everybody involved. But honestly, most importantly, out of respect for myself. Because things that I left out and things that I did not put in because I'm not going to make it a two-hour episode. Because one, I don't have energy for that and I'm not going to relive every single thing. Mm -hmm. It's Those are like sacred parts of my heart. Yeah. And yes, you can say that you listened to those four episodes, but you still can't say that you know what happened. Yeah. You genuinely can't. Yeah. Because there's so much that I left out. Like, my ex even says, like, wow, there's a lot that you left out that I did. And I'm like, yeah, I know. You, yeah. you know, so, like, it, there's just, so pe- the judgments and people's opinions, like, for you to say anything is out of ignorance and naiveness yeah. and... And I know us as human beings, we want to know everything, but still, even then, you don't know what someone went through on the nights that nobody was there. Yeah, and, exactly. And the nights that it was just them two. And and so that's what I'm saying. And, and like, even like Khloe Kardashian, like everyone <laughs> makes fun of her and judges her. But I'm like, sis, I get it. I yeah. am, like, I understand what you're feeling. And even Selena Gomez, like all that <laughs> stuff, like, you know. And part of me, like, honestly, and, and I have genuinely felt this before, part of me, if um, I've ever had or you've ever had people make judgments on, you know, a certain relationship, whatever it was, like staying in a relationship, be, whatever it is, whatever the judgment is, um, I genuinely think to that person, like, I am, I am so glad that you don't understand my feelings right now. I yeah. am so glad that you've never been in this situation. Right. And I hope you never are. Mm-hmm. Because whenever you do, or sorry, not when you do, if you ever do, then you're going to be like, oh my goodness, 
I completely understand what Alexis felt. I completely understand what Krista felt. I am so glad that you don't understand how we felt. Like, I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so glad that you've never experienced that. But because you've never experienced it, that doesn't give you the, I don't know the words. The permission. Yeah. The permission. Thank you. To pass judgment because you don't know what you would have done in the situation. Well, you should never pass judgment anyway. So you have no permission regardless. (laughs) Um, But like, that's the thing. It's just like, there's so much wisdom to say, I don't know what you went through, but I am so sorry. And I'm not even going to make a judgment call on it or even like a statement or opinion. And so when people are like, (laughs) <laughs> do that to me like actually have the audacity to tell it to me and to my face um I'm like you still you don't understand you don't yeah. know um go ahead I would say and I mean and it's hard because I really do feel like humans like I don't know why but we just always want to pass judgment on things like that's just like our natural response Well, because like, we I, feel like we are of importance if we put in our opinion, opinion right it, yeah. it, it genuinely is because I, I'm not saying that I've never passed judgment on, pe- on people because I definitely have, but it's a practice to catch yourself and be like, whoa, yeah. I don't know the severity of it. I yeah. did not live like, through well, it. Like, whoa, why am I even doing this? Exactly. Why am I even feel like I need to do that? And mm-hmm. that's more so what I want to get at is because I know that I've been there, done that, but you can actually actively like stop yourself from, you know, passing ignorant judgment on yeah. other people. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, like talking about love and heartbreak and if, if anybody knows of like therapy and counselors and like, you know, TikTok is like, I actually love how TikTok is making it a platform of like awareness. Yeah. And a lot of people are like sharing their awareness on things. Um, but there was this one girl that we literally just watched and she was like, she was like, love doesn't, it doesn't take just love to make things work. Yep. Two people can genuinely love each other. They can. They yeah. can love each other. Yeah. And it can still be toxic as fuck, but they can love each other. And But if they don't have the, the tools or the weapons to get their shit together mm-hmm. and, you know, work on things within themselves first and then together, then it's not going to work. So yeah. love doesn't – It love isn't – Enough. enough yeah it really isn't and it sucks to say from our fairy tale minds yeah. because i know all the fairy tale movies they always say love is enough love is enough like no you need the tools and yeah. the logic and the weapons to like all right we're gonna make this work yeah because they're no matter what even if you have the quote-unquote best relationship ever like the healthiest one you're still going to have battles. You're still going to right. have conflict. You're still going to have all these things. And if you don't have the tools to navigate mm-hmm. that, that's where you see the demise in relationships. Exactly. Because they don't have the tools. And there's mm-hmm. several different tools for you to use. And you and you have to find the ones that work for you and your relationship. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. Point blank, period. Because, yes, like you said, you can love someone all day long. Yeah. But if you don't have the tools, you don't have the willingness to... Yeah help fight against those conflicts or the Mm -hmm. things that happen in life. Like there's going to be a demise. Yeah. And like for all the people who heard, and I even heard this and people have even made these statements on my, or past relationship. And I know who those people were. Um, that like the people who have heard the saying of, well, if you wanted it, then you would do it. Like if you wanted her, you would get her, you would have her. Or if you wanted this, then you would do it. 
sometimes even people wanting it Mm -hmm. isn't even enough either because they still don't have the tools. Mm -hmm. They don't want to get their shit together. Mm -hmm. And they just want the easier route. I'm like, honestly, that's true for literally anything. If I want to eat healthier and I don't actually do it, like, I can want things all day long. But if I don't have the tools or the willingness or the willpower to follow that up. Yeah, exactly. You need the tools. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't know work. the tools and if you're not going to get the help that you need and get wise counsel, then you're not going to know. Yeah. So you're not going to implement what you are wanting. Yeah. So the whole saying of, well, if you really wanted it, then you would do it is complete bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I really don't believe in that. There's so much nuance to everybody because sometimes the wiring in people's head just does not click that way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. Yeah. Because every person is a human being yeah. and everybody is wired differently. Yeah. And so for ex- you to say that, especially at the age that you did, is ignorant. Yeah. And so it just takes, a, like, wisdom to, to not say the things that you truly don't know about. Um, but I, I wanted to give those people who have heard that saying yeah. and felt shame from it, mm-hmm. don't feel shame. It's complete bullshit. I feel like most of the sayings that we say to human beings that are like black and white statements, we like write them down on a journal and say, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Yeah. Like, there's, that, I don't work that way. I'm not a robot. Yeah. And it's not a one size fits all situation. Like, exactly. Sure. That could, that could very much be true that if you want it, then you would have it. You would go get it, whatever. Mm-hmm. That could be true for some other people, but mm-hmm. not for everybody. Not for people who've been through a lot of trauma and the wiring did not click yeah. in their head. And then you're de- like devaluing people who they're like, wait, well, I did really want it. I thought I wanted it. You know, you, it, it makes people question themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, like right. I'm thinking like, because if somebody said that to me, I'd be thinking, wait, is that true? Like, maybe did I did I want it that bad? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd start questioning myself, and I'm like, yeah. hold on, no, yeah. No. And it makes them think like, oh, should I want it more? Okay, then I need to want it more. It's kind of like um, how Christians say, um, well, I guess you just didn't pray hard enough. <laughs> oh, so I need to pray harder for God to listen to me? Oh, like, my it's kind of like that. Listen, okay, this is a side note, and you could totally cut. This okay, <laughs> but I was doing a training for school, and we were doing a shooter training. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> And uh, the officer was basically like, you know what? So many people, when there's an active shooter, they'll hide behind a desk and they'll sit there and pray and hope that they don't kill him. You want to know where those people are now? And we were like, where? Dead. And I was like, oh, oh gosh. And he was like, because you sit there and pray and you don't have any action to back it up. And I was like, oh, shoot. We're kind of going into a sermon here. Yeah. Because it's so true. Like, you can't just... There has to be action that follows the... And how beautiful that God gave us a brain and heart and arms and legs and a body to make action happen. <laughs> exactly. He's like, I'm not To put genie. things into action. <laughs> exactly. Like, God is not a genie. And for, like, just those ignorant sayings of, like, oh, well, then if you wanted it, you need to want it more because you didn't do it. Or, oh, you prayed about it, that didn't happen, then you need to pray harder. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And so... Just giving you that validation, listeners, who anybody who has heard that, like, they're wrong. Yeah. It's bullshit. Don't feel ashamed from it. You are valid in everything that you felt. 
you probably just didn't have the tools or the weapons to know how to do it, right? When you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. And if you truly knew what you were doing or the actions or what was truly happening, then you really wouldn't have done it. And I love when Jesus says, like, the last words he says, he's like, God, please forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. They truly did not know the, the residue or the, like the, how their actions were going to transcend into history of hundreds and thousands of years. Like they didn't truly know that in that moment of their actions was going to be this big. Yeah. All the repercussions of it. Yeah. Then they wouldn't have done it. If they truly knew Mm -hmm. what these actions would become, they wouldn't have done it. I feel like that's the basis of our whole humanity is like, yeah, (laughs) there's so many people, especially like, I mean, if, since we're talking about relationships here, there's so many people who do things, but they don't, un- they do things and they don't understand the repercussions of their actions. Like we were just talking about you, like because of his actions, you're facing the repercussions of them. You know what I mean? Like everybody's actions, everything that we do, there's repercussions. And a lot of times the people who are doing those actions, they don't genuinely know the re- the consequences for them yeah and exactly so I just want to give like and I know we've talked about a lot of scenarios in this one episode (laughs) but I just want to let you know that if you've been through anything like that I want you to know that it is so valid in how you're feeling right now. Yeah. And it's so valid to even say, I will never trust anyone ever again. Yeah. I think that makes sense to feel that way. Yeah. And I'm not even judging that statement. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think it's so valid to even say, I will never marry anyone, like, ever. I will never (laughs) be in another relationship. I will never see myself getting married. I don't want this anymore. I think that is valid too. You have so much space and room to feel that and to say it. Yeah, you are allowed to feel whatever mm-hmm. you want to feel. Exactly. And then I also want to give you permission or an invitation actually um, because I thought about this too. If you feel the grief of you like going through that and you see that girl or even that man, because um, men get cheated on too. Don't want to forget about y'all. Um, but if you see that person in front of you that went through that, like yourself in front of you, maybe even like talking to her or him and saying like, wow, yeah, you really did go through a lot. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry you went through that. You are valid in all of your reactions like how angry you are right now like that is so valid be angry (laughs) yeah this is tough what you're going through is very very painful Mm -hmm. and I'm so sorry and then like even going back to that girl who was naive and saying like hey you just it's okay it's okay to want to believe in all the good things that this other human being is saying right (laughs) it's okay to want to believe that this person is good it's okay to want to believe that there's this love out there for you and you're gonna get married it's okay to believe in hope and to believe that wow this could be it and he's really nice and really sweet he says all these things and does all these things so that means he's good (laughs) 
Like, it's it's okay. You're not supposed to be a mastermind. Right. You're not supposed to know what other people feel or you're not supposed to be held accountable for people's actions or future actions. Yeah. They are. Yeah. They are supposed to be held accountable for their own thinking and actions. So take that pressure off of you or take that pressure off of that girl three years ago that felt like she had to save everything and everyone before it got messy. Oh, that felt good to say. Yeah. Oh my God. I needed to, I needed to say that for myself, but take that moment of like closing your eyes and picture each one, each versions of you that went through different phases in that relationship and kind of just validate her and say like, yeah, you're right. And guess what? In those nights when you're crying alone in your bed, hoping that you would be happy, hoping that you would be out of this and that you didn't want this anymore, like, we're here. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know, like, yes, I'm still feeling the ashes from it, but it's over. We're out of the trauma now. Mm -hmm. And now we can heal. We can rebuild in this heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we still feel the residue. Our heart is still a little broken, but... We're rebuilding, and it's so beautiful in the rebuilding process. Mm-hmm. And we get to do it without him, which is yeah. amazing. <laughs> like, he's gone. He's not in your life anymore, and it's 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 okay. We can be happy. And so, and we, and we can have these holiday season, yes, working on it and healing it and rebuilding, but actually have a holiday season in peace. Yeah. <laughs> And so looking forward to that and making sure that you are doing things for yourself that you didn't have the space for in those times mm-hmm. and make sure you're doing you're doing things for yourself, like fun things with people who love you, like actually love you and know you and want to do things with you. So giving yourself space to breathe and do that. Exactly. I don't, Like when you were speaking that whole time, like I know that this – episode has been very specific to, you know, mainly romantic relationships, but I'm just thinking about how a listener could be listening to this and be thinking about a parent. They could be thinking about, um, honestly a group of family. (laughs) They could, it could be, they could be thinking about like a friendship and maybe you've gone through, um, some traumatic things with your family. Maybe you've gone through some traumatic things with, you know, bosses maybe you've gone through traumatic things with friends or a group of friends and this is very true for all of those situations as well like if you have gone through any sort of trauma you're going to have a trauma response to that trauma like yeah it's going to happen um and so I just want to encourage you that if you you know because we we experience the world through our senses so if you mm-hmm smell something, taste something, see something, hear something, feel something that just kind of makes you feel like you want to throw up. Yeah. You want to throw up. Mm -hmm. It's weird. And you're just sitting there like, what in the world is happening? I encourage you to dive into that and try to figure it out because it's your body's way of telling you something, trying to get your attention. Yeah. And I just think about so many times that, you know, me and probably other people have felt those things and just have ignored it. And you are not doing yourself you're prolonging it you're prolonging it yeah so I just I just wanted to encourage you to do those things like you know we always talk about it but it really is that self-awareness it is sitting there and asking yourself that why why am I feeling this right now well not even that which I'm so glad you brought that up because family is so like 
for most people, which I yep. can resonate with this too, it's really hard around the holidays with family mm-hmm. sometimes, especially when it's an unhealthy level. Um, but whenever you are feeling those trauma responses, like physically, mm-hmm. how beautiful is it? And just change your mindset on this and think of it this way. How beautiful is it that now that you're out of that trauma, but your body still feels the pain of it. Now you have the space to be with your body and breathe Yeah. and say, Hey, you're safe now. Yeah. We're not there anymore. I'm so sorry you went through that, but guess what? We get to heal now. You have the tools to rebuild. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so like you get to finally have the space to breathe and be in a peaceful moment with yourself and be with yourself in that pain. Yeah. And that's what heals it. Bringing that compassion in, bringing that understanding and validation and attuning to it. Um, it brings so much healing to where you won't feel that as severe a month, two months, six months down the road. Yeah, exactly. So you're healing it. You're having the opportunity to heal it mm-hmm. and get it healed. So just think of it as like that. Don't don't think of it as an inconvenience. Because your pain is not an inconvenience. Yeah. What you went through is not an inconvenience. What what you thought who you are is not an inconvenience. You are not a burden. Mm-hmm. So give yourself that space to believe that. Yep. That's what that is all about. Exactly. Oh, that was beautiful. I got the chill several times during this episode, so... <laughs> Uh, and like, honestly, like I, like last night and I was telling Krista this this morning, like, I'm like, Hey, and I told myself this, I told myself like, Hey, it's okay that you're still angry about that part of your story about the whole lovey word and that, that word being corrupt for you because of what that person did. Like, it's okay that that's going to take you more time to get over. Yeah, because it held such sentimental value, so yeah, that it makes sense. Yeah, and it's okay if that takes you a long time to get over, and it's okay that you're still angry about that one thing. Yeah, that's actually that's valid. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, giving your space of like you might be over a lot of things. That's that that that. What? <laughs> <laughs> you might be over a lot of things that have happened to you. But there might be this one thing that you're not over, and that's okay. Yeah. And giving your space, giving yourself that space to be like, I don't have to be over this because that was actually really important and yeah. it mattered. I would say, and, and it takes time, and that amount of time is different for everybody. It's not a situation, well, you should be over by now or just get over it. Like, that's not that's not like a thing. <laughs> you don't just get over something. It, it's a process and it does take time. And exactly. And making sure that you're telling yourself it's not an inconvenience. Yeah. It is not an inconvenience. You yeah. are not an inconvenience. So yeah, just, just letting you know, turn your heartbreak into rebuilding, mm-hmm. into healing, bringing that compassion in, knowing that this is normal to feel all these things as we are entering into fall and in the holiday season, making sure that you are getting yourself that love, mm-hmm. that compassion in, but also doing fun things in the process Absolutely. to where you weren't able to do in previous years because you were going through all that shit. Yeah. So making sure that you're doing things that are good, that fill you up with your heart and also the love that fills you up and the healing that fills you up in your heart as well. 
Yep. Feel the pain. Don't sit in it. Exactly. <laughs> feel it. Validate it. Attune to it. Bring compassion. And then heal it. Get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> and then let's keep moving. Keep yep. moving forward. Because you're going to get through it. You are. And Absolutely. it's normal. It's normal. It's normal. And even saying that over yourself. Like, hey, this is normal. This is normal. Yeah. There's, you're not so uniquely broken or so uniquely not over this one thing. Like, no, it's normal Mm -hmm. to still not be over this, um, really hard thing that you went through. So, all right, right. (laughs) take a breather. Okay. Well, we love you guys. Um, we have some exciting things coming up for y'all, so just stay tuned. Um, and we love y'all so much. Yes. <laughs> and we pray that you have the best holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, you're going to get through it. You'll be and fine. you have the tools and the weapons to go after it. You've got this. To fight this battle. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You're going to win. You're going to yeah. have victory. You will. You will. You will. You will. Yes, honey. <laughs> All right. We love y'all so much. We love you. Bye. Bye.